Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. That's it with your boy. Better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. They caught Stephen A. Smith slipping. Yeah, they caught him slipping. I always said Stephen A. is like a a bank robber. You know, uh, there is some sort of study out there that if you rob a bank one time, your chances of not being caught are, are very high, assuming that you don't have like a criminal record. If if you just walk into a bank, rob a bank, have a you know a ski mask on, have you know covered up your face, wear some gloves, the chances of you getting away with it are actually high. It's actually high, probably a little higher from you know back in the day. Like these days, you know they had those secret alarms and it's a little more digital. But back in the day, I would say like eighties, nineties, seventies, eighties, nineties. If you robbed a bank and you didn't have a criminal history, if you did it one time you probably get away with it. The problem is nobody ever robs a bank just once. You get away with it once, you want to do it twice. You get away with it twice, you want to do it three times. And then it's just a matter of time. It's like, you know, you're pressing your luck. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. Oh, here's the cops. That's kind of Stephen A. Smith in a nutshell. His entire business model is based off hot takes, viral takes, entertaining, controversial takes. And you can get away with it for a while. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Bam! $8 million contract. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Bam! New show on ESPN+. Plus. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Bam! Full control of first take. You get, he's been winning a lot. But you just keep going. And no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Otani can't be the face. Shohei Otani can't be the face of MLB because he doesn't speak English. Oh, whammy. I think that's how the pressure luck sound goes. Then that the whammy comes. Something like that. So he pressed his luck. And hit the show he on tiny whammy. Now, I don't think this means he's going to get fired or anything. But it does let you know it's a very fine line. It's a very fine line. you, you got to be careful. You say the wrong thing, you're Rachel Nichols. You get caught on the wrong tape, you're Rachel Nichols. That pretty much goes for any of us. We, we all could be the next contestant on the Summer Jam screen. And trust me, someone that's been on the Summer Jam screen is not a, it's not a, not a happy place. It's not a pretty place. It's not where you want to be. As, as someone said, um, I don't know who it was, but you know, every day there's a different, different person where they start smoking up the pack on, on social media. You just hope that person is not you. And they, they caught Stephen A. slipping. And as you guys know, I have mixed 
feelings about Stephen A. On the one hand, he's one of the hardest working people in the sports media industry. You can't say that he doesn't work for his money. They literally have him on everything. I think, what did he do? He did he did uh, the finals, UFC, back at first take. Like, you know, this is his life. His life is ESPN. His life is being Stephen A. Smith. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He works hard. You know, a lot of these individuals in sports media, and I'm not knocking them because, hey, there are times where I can do a, a five-minute story, and that, that one story makes me thousands of dollars. So I'm, I'm not knocking it because, you know, there's a cost-benefit analysis going on here. Now, there are also times, you know, where I can do 100 stories and only make $100. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, there's, there's people in media that they don't really work hard, but they make a lot of money. You know, maybe they worked hard in the past to get to where they're at. You know, Skip Bayless comes in early, I, I believe, at FS1. Comes in at, you know, 4 or 5 in the morning. Does this two or three hours with, with Shannon. And goes home. And he's making $8 million, $6, $8 million a year. Ain't nothing wrong with it, I'm just saying. You know, his, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he, he, I mean, like I said, Stephen A must love it. Because, you know, they have him doing Sports Center. Does all the NBA stuff, doing after the game. He he does stuff that he has no no business doing. He knows nothing about the UFC. He knows less about boxing. But they throw him out there because the E and ESPN stands for entertainment. But they caught him slipping. They caught him slipping today on, on two counts. He was kind of ignorant to the Nigerian basketball team that beat Team USA. But it's the gift and the curse. You want... The hot takes. That's what gets gets people to watch. That's what has made him into a superstar. That is why you pay him eight, ten, twelve million dollars a year. That's why I don't think nothing's gonna happen to him. They they encourage it. And I always tell people this like a behind the scenes thing. Like the stuff is not off the cuff. There are these things called production meetings. Uh where they talk about what they're gonna say on air. Sometimes it's even scripted. Now, maybe he told him he wasn't exactly going to say it the way he said it. But they were aware of the topic. You know, the topic was probably something to the effect that can uh, Shohei Otani be the face of baseball. And you got to have one person saying no and one person saying yes. You got to, you know, that's how you play it off each other. And I think Stephen A just, you know, he, he went, Stephen A went a little too far. With the, you know, in this country and you got to speak English and stuff like that. They doubles down on it, which didn't help uh, as well. But these things are talked about beforehand. So this is, you know, this is all in the, the script. It's all WWE. As far as the actual statement, I think a lot of statements that Stephen A. Smith say are, are dumb. You know, but they're for shock value. Like this makes, you know, no sense. I mean, the, the A's have had Mike Trout on their team for a decade. This man is putting up Hall of Fame type of numbers. Three-time MVP. So it's not like there hasn't been somebody in baseball who speaks perfect English that they couldn't promote and market. 
They got Trout. They got Bryce uh, Harper. They got Aaron Judge. They have people. It just, just doesn't connect. If anything, Otani has helped the the promotion of MLB. More people are interested. It really has nothing to do with his origin. <laughs> he's Japanese and I just inter- he's an interesting guy. He's doing interesting things that haven't been done in a very long time. People gravitate to that, regardless of your uh, origin and where you're from. You know, uh, I saw Mike Freeman uh, works for USA Today, and he said, you know, black people got to be aware, you know, we say this type of stuff because we get mad when that type of stuff is said about us. That's a a tricky, tricky line there. You don't want to go all the way like Steven Jackson and be like, oh, you know, black people always complain about white people taking our spot, so we can't complain with a white person. You can't, you don't go too far with it because, you know, these are not apples to apples. But there is a point to that because if Max Kellerman would have got on national TV and said, you know something, uh, I don't think Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson could be the face of the NFL because they don't speak, you know, like the standard white American Tom Brady man. That'd uh, be an outlaw. Probably be fired. That's just, you know, that's like saying, oh, I don't think, you know, a woman could be an NBA coach because, you know, I don't. I just don't think the fan base would accept it, or whatever. You know, that, that wouldn't work in 2021. So to say this about an Asian person, that that could be problematic. I don't think much. Maybe you know, internally, they tell him to chill out. But it's the middle of the NBA Finals. He makes 12 million dollars a year. They're not gonna get rid of. Him. So I mean, they're not gonna. I doubt they even suspend him. I don't know. Maybe maybe they take him off air one day. I mean, there's no game tomorrow. <laughs> you know, yeah, but in general, nothing is going to, you know, happen to him. Like I said, it's a double-edged sword with Stephen A. Smith. He works hard, but he's a capitalist. He's, he's about branding himself and not necessarily caring about the things that he says or what he does, if it's benefiting him. See, it's hard to tell somebody... And I think I said this in the last podcast. It's hard to tell somebody making $12 million a year, $8 million a year, $5 million a year, that they're doing stuff wrong. The facts are not in your favor when you say that. Even if in your mind, like, it's, it's, it's based off of a, a fallacy, and it really is wrong, just factually speaking, it's hard to say when someone offers you $8 million a year and then tell them that they're wrong about the way they go about their business. It's like Trump, you know, it's, it's you know, imagine telling Trump, hey, this is terrible, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't speak like this, you shouldn't talk like this, but he became the president, just being himself, which is a terrible person. So how you tell a terrible person that they're doing things wrong when being a terrible person can lead you all the way up to the highest spot in the United States? You see what I'm saying? So you're not going to get Stephen A. Smith to change. Not why he's making $8, $10, $12 million a year. It's like when people would tell me, hey, why don't you stop uh, writing about XYZ? Well, when XYZ is, is the one paying the bills, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to tell somebody not to do something that if they're not going to pay the bills, right? So if you say, okay, you want me to stop doing X, will you pay 
the mortgage this month? Are you going to pay for, for the, the dog's grooming? The baby's medicine? Because that's what's paying for that. The lights to stay on? The car to have gas? You understand what I'm saying? It's just, I, I'm trying to talk to you in common sense. I'm not saying that when people say that, what you're saying is wrong. I mean, at some point, I agree with you. Like, yeah, this is really stupid. I wish I didn't have to do this. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Right? And and that's why I think sometimes, like I said, I have mixed feelings about Stephen A. Smith because he's the biggest voice, uh, black sports media voice in the country, without question. So whatever he says carries uh, a lot of weight. You know, carries a lot of weight. But I don't think he really cares about that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he cares about uh, potential damage from the things that he could say or looking at it beyond how it affects him personally. And one could say that, hey, the only person that you really need to look out for first is yourself. Yourself, your family, your friends. If they're all taken care of, who cares what anybody else thinks? And I understand that. I do. I understand that. I think at times you have to put yourself before anything else. Because in the end, that's all you got. But I do think there's a way that you can minimize or at least pay attention to some of the constructive criticism that is been given to you. You know, you should think about if Kwame Brown is saying all this stuff about you and you go to your producers, you go to your your people at ESPN and they say, hey, you know what we should do? We should uh, run five minutes of his low lights, not address anything that he said or, or what he meant or the actual problem at hand and have an intelligent uh, discussion about it. Let's just, you know, put him down. Let's just do exactly what he said that we've been doing. Because, you know, ratings. It's a, it's, a, it's a dirty game. It's a dirty game. What in the blue hell? Drake was caught out doing a Drake-like thing. Uh, the helicopter, the news helicopter here in L.A., which is normally looking for uh, car chases <laughs> or shootings, uh, happened to catch Drake having uh, dinner with Amari Bailey's mom, Johanna. Uh, for those that don't know, Amari Bailey was uh, he's Mr. California basketball going to UCLA, one of the top uh, young prospects in the land. Uh, plays on the same team with Bronny James, excellent uh, basketball player. A couple weeks back, we saw Drake and uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, sitting next to her uh, at the game, and we just assumed uh, that Drake was there uh, to support Bronny. Alas, that doesn't seem like it was the case. Seems like he befriended the young man, was helping the young man, giving him some advice, and in turn, you know, when the young man invited him over to his house, uh, he put the moves on his mom. This is very Drake-like. It's not surprising. This is kind of what Drake does. Um... But it actually led to a different discussion that I want to talk to you young men about. Maybe some of you old men as well. Um, we talked about this before, you know, quote unquote relationship goals, et cetera, et cetera. 
you see it every time celebrities do stuff. Um, you saw it with uh, just what what Sierra and, and and Russell Wilson just toted a pack of bags, and they was out in Italy doing Italian stuff. <laughs> uh, a money bag, yell. He bought Ari Fletcher with a, a, a truck and a bunch of Birkin bags, and all the ladies are like, "Yes, this this is what I want. I need." private dinners at Dodger Stadium. I need five Birkin bags. I need someone just to say, pack up and let's go. Well, here's the first thing that you need to understand. First thing you need to understand is that with celebrity relationships, you only see what they want you to see. They are publicists. They are paparazzi. It's just what you want to see. You don't know what's going on, first off, you know, behind the scene. Uh, secondly, uh, Many of us don't have the financial resources to just rent out Dodger Stadium or the ability to take off work and just fly to Italy for a week, nor, you know, get five Birkin bags. Uh, those things are about $20,000 a piece. It's just not possible. It's not, re- it's not it's unreasonable. The problem with society now, as I see it, is that social media has actually blinded people to the reality of life. You know what I'm saying? If you look at Instagram, you think everybody's beautiful. That's not true. Walk through an airport. Walk through a Walmart. You know, go to Target. Everybody's not beautiful. No offense. Most people are just regular looking. But if you're just on Instagram all day, you would think everybody is a supermodel. Everybody got 20,000 likes on Instagram. Because you can put your first, your, your your best foot forward. It's the Kardashian way. Khloe Kardashian doesn't look like any of those pictures on Instagram. None of them. I mean, she's chopped up a body and all the face and stuff to look like a close proximity of her sister. But none of them look like that in reality. But everything is kind of fake now. And then people get on social media and say, this is what I deserve. I deserve private dinners at Dodger Stadium. I deserve a G-Wagon truck. No, you don't. (laughs) You know, you know, no, you don't. Drake is just not going to come out the blue and and get you a G-Wagon truck. It's not going to happen like that. You know, you're not a celebrity. You have probably a nice young man that likes you. That, you know, takes you out and gives you little gifts and pays attention to you and you're ignoring them right now. Because you want to be like Ari Fletcher and be the the girlfriend to a guy that has eight other kids. You know what I mean? Like, we did a story about uh, Le'Veon Bell. And I think it was his sixth baby mama. She was upset. Deadbeat and all of this and terrible and it's the worst person on the planet. He slept with him though. You knew he had five baby mamas beforehand. So, you, you know, you had an option to not deal with that, but you, you chose to. It's just bad for society. Society has just become an attention whoring society. You got people squirting at brunch. Like that, that's just, I mean, what is that? You know, maybe you blame the TikTokers for that. I don't know. You blame the TikTok? I don't know. 
Like, why? Like, I like a mimosa just like anybody else, but, you know, not with bodily fluids nearby. Like, why would you do that? Everybody wants to go viral. Everybody wants to get their 15 minutes. But I always try, people got to understand, relatively, I don't think that's a word, relative to the general population, your chances of becoming popular off social media or or being like a rapper, they're remote, right? The amount of rappers that say make a half million dollars a year in comparison to the amount of rappers in totality, probably like 1%, if that. The amount of IG models or only fan models or whatever that are making six figures in comparison to all of the ones that are on the platforms, it's like 1%. You know, the, the chances of you meeting someone that has the financial capabilities of renting out a stadium for you are very low. These are not goals. You know, monetary things aren't goals. You know, they're not. They're just things. They're not goals. Remember when Quavo, Quavo, and old girls, what, Swatty, Sweetie? They were goals to, you know, she said he cheated on her and he repoed her, her car. So, I mean, everybody says goals. No, nobody's goals. The only goal should be personal goals. What makes you happy? Who makes you happy? If that person makes you happy going to get ice cream at Cold Stones, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. You know, it's like, I think if you love someone, yeah, you want to get them nice things and nice gifts. But also, you want to be with someone that if you guys just go to the bar and just watching the game or, you know, whatever you guys like to do for fun, you know, picnic. I don't you know, whatever, you know, everybody has different things they like to do. Go to a ball game. You know, go to a concert, whatever it may be. If you're enjoying each other's company, well, you know, that's that's as good as five Birkin bags. That's as good as spending a million dollars on flowers or whatever. <laughs> if you just enjoy the person that you're with and you generally just they have a good idea of what makes you happy. What would you rather have? Seven Birkin bags and someone with 10 kids that cheats on you? Or someone that just has a really nice, stable job and just does little things for you and just understands you, listens to you, and is totally faithful. Don't fall for the okie dog. The Injustice League. You know, speaking of injustice and the Injustice League, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? And I guess I could have put this in the Keep That Same Energy segment, too. You know, Conor McGregor. Goes gets to go on ESPN and say crazy things. <laughs> Dana White is MAGA, and ESPN doesn't do anything about that. And they're always talking about you know Black Lives Matter and social justice and diversity and all of this stuff. And you got Conor McGregor out here talking about killing a man and his wife, and why everybody sleep, disrespected or being disrespectful. And don't get me wrong, I understand it makes money. I totally get it. He's a cash cow. 
He's a cash cow. And when you're the cash cow, you get to do a lot of stuff. It's just interesting to me how it's perceived. Like, people got real mad. I said, I said, uh, uh, Conor McGregor's Adrian Broner with, you know, with better investments. And people got upset uh, about that. What is there to be upset about? It's true. Actually, McGregor's probably worse than, than Adrian Broner. Most people consider Adrian Broner a nice guy that just makes, you know, bad decisions and struggles with, you know, addiction. You know, Conor McGregor is, is a lot of people just thinks he's an asshole. So, <laughs> I the difference is, is he's he's white, Irish. His his company is owned by uh, a MAGA man. ESPN's not going to do anything about it. So he's allowed to say outlandish things because he's bringing in 1.5 pay-per-view buys. Meanwhile, the rank and file UFC fighter gets pennies to have third eyes in their head. That's, that's an injustice. Like I say, I understand from a business perspective, cash cow. Cash cow. And like I said, Dana White's no better than, than him, so I'm not surprised that he just kind of lets her run rampant. It's just a lot of the, the other fighters are, are nice guys, family men, putting their lives on the line and getting paid pennies. You know, there's no um, repercussions for anything that he does. Remember he threw, he tried, he threw a, a dolly at a damn bus and nothing ever happens. He beats up old men. You know, he's been accused multiple times of sexual assault, cheats on his wife or cheats on his fiance. But he has the audacity to talk about another man's wife. Mm, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Like I said, if, if a black fighter does that, they're villain, villainized. You know, a lot of bad things are said about them. They're not promoted the same way. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. And, you know, he's not from America, but... In the eyes of Americans, he's still white. And he get able to get away with it. He's not an elite fighter anymore. I'm not saying he's, he's bad. He could beat, you know, just like Adrian Rona can beat B-level guys. He can beat the B-level guys. Maybe C-minus level, C-plus. But he can't beat the A guys anymore. But he's still the A side because he makes money. It's interesting how that works. Where you have the right complexion for protection. People ask me this all the time. They say, Rob, 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 uh, should I go to college? Should I, should I try to get a degree in journalism if I want to get into journalism? Because, you know, right now it just seems like if you're a hot taker, uh, or in this case a TikToker, you can just, you know, get a job right off the bat without any, you know, formal training or education. And I always had the same answer, is that I would never tell anyone not uh, to go to college. What I would say is try to make sure if you do go to college that you don't go into debt going into college. Because I do think college helps with your independence. It helps with you learning to be an adult. Uh, if you use it the right way, you can make lifelong connections uh, that can help you in the future uh, with your employment. You know, while you're in college, don't be like me just dicking around. You know, make sure you got internships. Make sure you're working at the school 
uh, newspaper or website, whatever they have, you know, these days. Uh, make sure you're getting involved. Make sure you're making connections with the, the local radio or the local TV stations. you know, doing those type of things while you're in college and just learning to be an adult. Uh, but don't go into debt, you know, while you're doing it. Uh, now, the fact of the matter is this, is that a lot of times uh, it is just an influencer or a TikToker or someone on Twitter, uh, Instagram that gets these opportunities. So what I would say to that is that, you know, if, if you don't feel like college is for you, uh, that's perfectly fine. If you feel like you want to learn and get some education, that's also perfectly fine. But you both, the person that goes to college and the one that doesn't go to college, still has to do the same thing in 2021. And what that is, you have to do a little bit of everything. You need to right now, today, you need to start a YouTube channel. And you start an Instagram page, a professional one. I'm not talking about just your, your personal one. You know, Instagram page, TikTok page, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, anything that's considered social media. Whatever else is out there, get on Clubhouse, whatever it is, and you have to start building your brand from scratch. If you're in college and you're doing all that and you're mixing in the internships and all of that stuff, when you come out, you'll be a hot commodity. If you don't go to college, but you, you end up getting a big you know, following, you can you know, work your way into those spaces that you need to get into. First off, you have to ID what type of reporter you want to be. You know, do you want to start locally? You know, sometimes that's the easiest way to start. So say you live in Milwaukee, you know, so you make your uh, website that covers the bucks. Not even a, it's not even so much about um, page views and, and advertising to start. You just want something where you can show your work. Like, hey, I cover the bucks every game, every day. You know, I do a podcast on the bucks every week. I do a YouTube video about uh, the bucks every week. And then you build that up, and after a year, you go to the Milwaukee Bucks and say, here's my website, here's my YouTube channel, here's my Instagram page, here's my TikTok. I talk about Bucks 24-7, more than the beat writers that work for the local paper. Can I have a credential? They'll let you in. They'll let you in. You just got to be smart. You got to immerse yourself in the technology right now. And if you're going to school while doing it, that's fine. That, that's fine. You know, it's different from when I went to college in the late 90s, early 2000s. It's different. Different. You, you had to pretty much have a degree back then. But there also wasn't so many different ways to get into the business. So just that's what I'm saying. Right now, if you're 17, 18 years old and you want to be in sports media, you got to have all of that. That's the best time because our young people always have a lot of friends, right? <laughs> you know, you're in high school or whatever. Get your friends to promote your stuff. You got you guys have something that a lot of older people don't have. Time. <laughs> you know why? Because you're not paying no bills. So use your time to build your brand. You know, write your stories. Do all of the stuff that you want to do. So when you hit 21, 22, 23 years old, now you have a foundation that you can present to these multiple media outlets. And they'll bring you on. Learn as much as you can do. Video editing, social media, uh, you know, be funny, be creative. Do all and do it all. If you do it all, the opportunities will come for you, college or not.
I appreciate you listening. Please follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, and YouTube, BSOTV. Big shout out to ABF Creative for helping put this podcast together. I'm out.